Press Control to crouch. The Crouch Peak Podcast. Flashpoint North American Close Qualifiers have come and gone, with uh, two of the 16 teams entered in the tournament going to the Global Qualifiers, where uh, four other teams along with the two North American teams will compete for two slots in the first season of Flashpoint. So of the 16 teams, I had written down about six of them, in my opinion, that were notable. That being Bad News Bears, that is the former Riot Squad team with uh, added Grim because of FNX, FNS's departure. Uh, Zapug Gods, which is Android, Hiko, and Drone as the, the headlining trio. Drone, formerly of Envy. Android, formerly of Complexity. Hiko, of course, a North American legendary talent. Chaos, headlined with Smuya Steel and Vanity. United with Sick on trial, I think. I'm not sure what's going on with that. I don't fully know. And then Swole Identity, a mashup between um, Swole Patrol and New Identity. And then Orglis, which is FNS, Yay, Subrosa, Wardell, and Infinite. So these were the six teams I considered to be legitimate candidates to win the qualifier. And when you look at the LAN experience at all of the players in the tournament, uh, these six teams actually are the top six in terms of overall LAN experience. And coincidentally, five of the six teams would actually end up placing in the top six. I know only two of the teams qualify, but I thought that was an interesting uh, correlation. All of the teams minus the Pug Gods um, that were top six in lands attended across all members of the lineup managed top six. Um, they did not. And honestly, on paper, this was one of the teams I had um, not only down as a candidate to win the qualifier, but one um, I was definitely hoping to make a deeper run. Just off of the talent alone, um, I'm personally really high on Android. And um, Drone and Hiko, I thought, were two welcoming additions on top of his talent. I thought those three alone would be good enough to take them further. Honestly, just with how the bracket was set up, I would have expected these guys to make it deep enough to face Chaos in the upper bracket. And then that's kind of where I would expect everything to fall apart from there just because of how good Chaos is. And this ZPG team is just, it was made in the last moments made just before the open qualifiers. So just given the shelf life of the team, it's impressive that they even made it into the closed qualifier. But overall, um, just on my personal opinion of Android and drone alone, I thought they could have pushed them further. And personally, I find them to be two of the better non-salaried players Although Android's Twitter bio does still have Envy in it, I'm not sure what's going on with his situation based on it being in the bio. I'm sure he's still under contract, but in general, Drone and Android are two players in particular that um, I deserve that I believe deserve to just be 
in a situation where they have more resources available to them because I think they're both really good players. And across the entire pool of talent, they were able to place top 20 uh, across the board in overall rating. Android with the 116, Drone with the 117. So despite the team's shortcomings, they were both able to showcase their individual talents, which I'm sure, you know, given their status is a positive and any orgs looking to kind of piece together a North American team, these two deserve to at least be on the short list. And then looking at the top six teams, those that place top six, excuse me, uh, this Yeah team, I don't really know much about them. This is really my first um, introdu- my, my introduction to them. Uh, they're all Brazilian, and I don't know if I like their name. I don't know, but um, I, I they got further than I would have expected just on paper. They managed wins over Mythic, a popular brand, obviously. And then as soon as Anime Aimers, I believe is what it was, so an MDL team. And uh, they beat those two teams before getting knocked out by Chaos and Orglis in bracket. So those are two respectable teams to lose to. And who knows, maybe this could be the start of something bigger for them. Um, Again, I'm not too familiar with them, but this could be the start of a very important year in terms of their growth as a team. Who knows? Maybe they could become a more common name after this. And um, looking at the Bad News Bears team, this is obviously a team that is deserving of some kind of recognition or backing by an org. They were recently uh, under the Riot Squad logo, and they fell, after going deep into the upper bracket, they fell to United in the semis, and then their first match in the lower bracket, they lose to Swole Identity. So two also good teams in the context of this tournament, two teams that are in this top six that I'm that I'm continuing to refer to. Um, Swole Identity, another team that, of course, deserves an org, in my opinion. Um, and both of these losses, they played to three maps. So they're not, they weren't getting rolled over, per se, in these series. Uh, they had four players in the top 20, three of which were in the top 10. Grim, their newest addition, was second overall behind Smuya with the 133. And uh, this team had the most, uh, excuse me, the highest team rating. So, obviously, a very well-put-together team. Uh, Maybe some more resources from an org would help this team out. And, obviously, we're not going to see the last of them. This is a lineup that's been mostly together for a long time with the the four, the four-core minus um, Grimm. So, although they fell short, you know, any kind of org that wanted to find their way into North American Counter-Strike, this is a team worth looking at. And another team worth looking at, Swole Identity, they beat, um, beat Bad News Bears, knocked them out. And this is the team that is made of former New Identity players and former Swole Patrol players. So this lineup is Swag, Seb, Relics, Caboose, Neptune. Uh, this five-man squad coached by Fraud, a legend in the game. Uh, this is another team that if you're an organization looking to get a North American Counter-Strike. These guys at least deserve a look. Uh, they have a strong foundation with a very knowledgeable coach. Um, Swag being the headlining talent, he placed top 20 in rating at this event as well. And they have other exciting pieces to, when you look at they have other pieces to be exciting excited about. Uh, Relics is a guy that's been established for a long time. 
Seb is a guy that I don't I don't know um, exactly the tenure of his career, but he's a guy that I've been seeing a lot of lately. Um, and then Neptune, somebody who previously played with Steel. So there are definitely some pieces behind this whole identity team. And then again, that 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 foundation with the coaching is like really important. Uh, a lot of teams at this level they don't have uh, that pillar of support which is always something to consider if you're somebody trying to pick an org up. And, of course, people are going to point at the the major band for swag, but I, I don't really think it's that necessary. This is the team that is trying to qualify for a league. This major concept isn't something they should even be considering. They need to get more wins under their belt, and obviously they didn't qualify for this uh, Flashpoint qualifier. So, like, looking at majors is just not really something worth – looking at right now it's a it's way way beyond their horizon and um, I would not expect any organization that was serious about entering Counter-Strike in this in this manner should or would consider that I hope at least that is not the case but um, just like Bad News Bears before Swole Identity is a lineup that would greatly benefit from having some uh, extra resources and uh, you know just other things that come with a legitimate org backing a set of players so following Swole Identity, who placed in fourth, we have E-United, who was just short of the qualification status after dropping to Orglis. And this team is, I, I don't know about E-United. I used to be excited about watching this team when they had their big three, as I like to call them, the trio, Marky, Moose, and Vanity. When Vanity was still leading, Moose was still on this team prior to him going on the bench, coming back writing out his contract, and then going to Envy. Um, I had hopes for this roster, but obviously they're no longer that. I still think Marky is a talented player, but personally, Sick is just far and away the best player on the team, and he proved that during this whole event, during all of their games. He was one of the best players in attendance, and overall, I don't know what the future holds for Sick or even the United roster personally. They just feel kind of dead on the water. They were trying out Infinite previously. Um, I just feel like once Moose and Vanity left, a lot of the like gusto left behind, a lot of the like hopefulness kind of fell apart and just went away. I don't know. Maybe that's just my personal um, bias or something. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm just way off. But right now, United doesn't. Like they, it's not a excitable name to me right now, and with sick, I don't know what's gonna go on with him. I don't know what's uh what's in you know in his future, but overall, I think he is a great talent, and it's pretty unfortunate that he just gets the short end of the stick with rogue disbanding and then um you know the stuff with the complexity and just everything where he is right now where it just kind of feels like he's running out of options because I, I he's somebody I think is really talented even going as far back to his TSM days when he was with Twist uh Tim Relics like these guys um I I just I don't know it's it's somebody that I thought would do more and I feel like he hasn't done more but not because of his own shortcomings I think it's sometimes been become been because of outer circumstances so that's my thoughts on the united situation overall outside of marky and sick 
there's just not much for me to be excited about. But uh, moving on to the second place team, Orglis. This, of course, if uh, you forgot the lineup from when I previously mentioned them at, at the beginning, it is um, FNS, Yay, Subrosa, Wardell, and Infinite. This is 100% a roster that any organization looking to get into North American Counter-Strike should contact probably first. And obviously they just qualified for the Flashpoint Close Qualifier. And as long as this team stays together, which as long as they you know end up qualifying through the Global, and let's say they make it into Flashpoint, that gives them every reason to stay together. And that would then suggest they will even become better. So uh, this lineup... Uh, 100% deserving of a salary, in my opinion. Subrosa, Infinite, and Wardell, all three players that placed in the top 20 in the rating. Subrosa is a guy that has been praised time and time again for his talent. Uh, he had a short stint with Cloud9, but I don't think that's really reflective of his true talent. It wasn't really that interesting or promising of a stint, but that that version of Cloud9 wasn't either. And... um. Overall, I think he's a, a promising talent. He's kind of, I don't want to call him an onliner, but like, you know, this is, he's been around for a while. And although he has a lot of land experience compared to some of these younger talents, he hasn't like made his mark necessarily, which can be a little worrying. But nevertheless, he's an undeniably talented player. And it's likely some foundation. Um, and some resources that would be provided by an organization would really uh, kind of harness all of that talent and create a better player. And same with Infinite. This is a, a guy who um, his character has been kind of put into question at times, uh, most notably when his name was being thrown around on the Cloud9 shortlist. And uh, barring the character stuff, um, his talent is something that has always been worth discussing in a more positive light. And, you know, besides those two, we know FNS's story. We know how good and accomplished he is as a credible IGL. Um, me personally, I'm high on Ye from his time in complexity. I think he's a, another strong rifler. And um, lastly, Wardell. He's, he's obviously a high prospect on the free agency list. He has been uh, um, even since Ghost disbanded and he was still kind of on that contract. It was always kind of word that his buyout was really high. But all in all, Wardell is a hot, hot commodity in North America. He's a talented player, and he's a talented opera, which makes him even doubly exciting. And uh, this is a team that obviously does not have a, an org, hence the name Orglis. They qualified for the global qualifier without any representation they kind of got slapped together pretty quickly, if I remember. I mean, this isn't like a team that's been totally working together for a long time. And um, they took the first place team, which is Chaos, to an overtime in the second map of Inferno and three overtimes in the final map on Nuke, where they lost in the first round, would go to the lower bracket and then climb their way back out. So, like, they, they very much pressed Chaos, the team that qualified first, and they very much took them like to their very limit. So you get some resources behind these guys, a legit boot camp, 
you know, like some real resources behind ta- players that give them that opportunity to succeed. And like we're talking about a potentially really good team here. And lastly, we have Chaos, um, of course, a really good team in the grand scheme of this North American scene. Um, not necessarily hitting that top, top upper echelon, but they have the pieces to become that. Uh, far and away the best roster on in the tournament. Steel being the most credible leader in this event, um, one of the most credible in North America, and a very credible in-game leader globally. Uh, Smuya had his time with Big, of course, now with Chaos. He's basically farming at this point. Uh, right now, he's not really being contested. He's just all over the place in terms of his kills. He had a 140, a 1.43 over this 10 map. Uh, tenure at the flashpoint qualifier i mean he's just a a different breed compared to the rest of these guys and he's uh primary opera which makes him even doubly strong and then of course the third piece of the trio the big three for chaos vanity former igl of united somebody again i'm very high on i trust his knowledge of the game i think he's a talent that um early in his career had a high IQ for the game, and then now extending that into Chaos, playing under Steel, not necessarily being the primary in-game leader right now. He can learn a lot from this guy. He is a an IGL that I think has high fragging ability um, within his position anyway. So taking that in-game leading off of him, giving him an ability to frag, kind of open his mind up in that regard, um, I think that's really good for him at you know this stage in his career. And then beyond those three, there's Benley and uh, Cam. So two supporting players that Steel clearly feels pretty high on, which is why they're still on the roster after multiple changes now. And honestly, this team was the easiest to predict in terms of being one of the two to qualify. They have, um, you know, they are the highest credible, you know, resources in terms of the org backing them, um, their credible IGL. Um, a player that I'm personally really high on, and then, of course, Smuya. So, Orglis offered the most resistance in the first round, taking them to four overtimes overall, three in the final map, but afterward, it was pretty smooth sailing. Um, Chaos now looking toward the close quali- or the global qualifiers. Excuse me. This is a team I expect to advance, just given the six teams um, on paper and how... Um, Chaos stacks up against the other five. I could, I definitely expect them to qualify in one of the two slots. That's for sure. And then, as far as the other slot is concerned, I don't. I'm not too sure. Um, I have high hopes for Orglis, but I don't have the same expectations that I do for Chaos. Just given the, um, the situation, I suppose. And then, pretty much outside of these six or so teams um we have just a whole pool of talent trying to like separate themselves and so far the only two that like really stood out to me especially just from like this tournament alone um this Rugrats lineup was a team that I I don't know I don't know what to say like I don't want to say like high hopes but um a team that's been kind of catching my eye lately and um, that's largely in part to the the rifler duo of Zelsis, formerly of you know trialed with Cloud Nine, and um, just 
been around for a, a little bit now with, you know, Swole Patrol and blah, blah, blah. And then um, the secondary rifler of this, you know, said duo, Leaf, um, he is a pretty young guy. I believe he's only 16 or 17. And uh, I see his name floating around just in the community. And this is a guy that's very mechanically skilled. Um, I personally enjoy watching him. And I think he's one of the more talented prospects. Not counting any of those account, those like well-known established names already, like your Peters, your Evanesses, Sabrosas, etc. Once you kind of start getting away from those more popular names, Leaf is a guy that maybe if you're unfamiliar with him, just go download a couple demos, go go catch him on stream or whatever. He's very me- I don't know if he streams actually, but he's very mechanically pleasing to watch. And at 16 years old, there's so much time to like really work out the kinks. But outside of that, that's pretty much all of the insight I have. In general, I was glad that this tournament happened. Um, I know MDL is happening as well, but it's always nice to just get like a jam-packed weekend of these North American semi-pro, amateur, and whatever else teams trying to like really establish themselves and break out. And honestly, I just love watching whenever North American Counter-Strike can just be formed at a lower level to create this like entirely domestic, well, barring the one Brazilian team, a mostly entirely domestic, um, just like battlefield to just see what every so often, you know, maybe not too often, every six, 12 months or whatever, just like one weekend to kind of figure out in this entire brawl, what's the status quo with these new players, these older players, just to get a little refresher course on where the the North American scene is going because, of course, you have your your seasons, your MDLs and stuff, but uh, just like one action-packed weekend is um, just – it's a different kind of fun versus uh, a league format with MDL. But overall, um, those are my thoughts on the entire situation. I enjoyed it. I'm excited for the global qualifiers. Me being from North America, I'm obviously rooting for my two North American teams, Orglis and Chaos. Let's hope both of them get into the uh, first season of Flashpoint because the more North America, the better, right? So that's it for me, guys. Thanks for tuning in. This is just some quick thoughts about the Flashpoint qualifier. Hope you guys enjoyed them. Of course, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, catch me at Lucas at RBM. And as always, guys, thanks for tuning in.